0: Hello everybody and welcome to that Movie List Podcast. I am your host Ben and joining me to discuss funny films and comedy is a man who's got such a warped sense of humour and is into such puerile dad style jokes. That I'm a bit terrified of what his list is going to be. How are you, Dave?
1: I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. Did you enjoy that introduction? <laughs> that was good. It was an interesting introduction. Yeah. does not it? There's a lot to pick over in it, but I'm not. I'm not going to pick over it because I'm conscious we we rattle on in these introductions for a long time. So. Good. Good. Good work. Thanks. Thanks, Matt. I always I always
0: think about these. How am I going to introduce him this week? <laughs> and that that's what you got. I don't know. Pure. Well, seemed a bit, a bit harsh. I might. say, it. I might. It I'd say edit that out. This is me editing out. I don't mean puerile.
1: Okay, good, that good childish, work. Like,
0: is that childish or like potty humour?
1: Yes, yes,
0: Ben. In that case, I stand by at least half of that. <laughs> right, okay then. So as we said, we have been asked to. We got, we got. This was a request from a listener, from a fan, from a member of the Views and the Sofa Network. It was from Joe, um, who's over on the from the Canvas Podcast and the Wrestling Predictcast. He, rather than ask for a boxing topic that would help us plug from the canvas, or a wrestling topic that would help us plug the wrestling predict cast, asked for top five funniest movies, which I don't know about you, Dave, but I found fairly difficult considering I like we said yeah. We went, Yeah, sounds great, we'll do f- top five funniest films and then I typed that message, said, Yeah, no problem, and then sat back and went I I don't. I don't have any movies. I don't know yeah. what
1: these films are. I had the same problem. I mean, it, there's a lot of comedies out there, and there's a lot of films that you have laughs at. But yeah, I mean, I'm a miserable sod generally. I, I don't laugh out loud an awful lot. So I just went through and picked out the films that have made me do that the most. That's not a bad but barometer. It's it's kind of yeah, comedies. You can have a good comedy without it being really funny, I think.
0: And I think that's more what I've gone with. I think I've gone more because the the, other problem is is these are films that I think are still funny when I rewatch them over and over. These are films. And even then, what might happen is I give them a – first time you see them, you give them a proper laugh. Laugh out loud, unexpected, that was great. The second time you watch them, the third time, the fourth time, you give them that laugh of recognition. Um, Yes, uh, I recognise where the joke was that time, yeah. but it's not the same. Or you do that with some of these where you start, to, you start to get, you start to laugh because you know what's coming, and the anticipation for how great the joke's going to be is better than when the actual joke has been delivered. I found yeah. that with some of these as well. Yeah. But it's been a weird one because I think if people sit, this is one where people are not going to, not they're not going to be happy, but there will be films that we've missed. There'll be films where they go. That's one of the top five. You, how have you missed that one out? But it's okay, completely subjective, isn't it? So,
1: yeah, I was going to say, well, people generally aren't happy when they listen to our podcast. That's anyway, true. So. People,
0: it's <laughs> <that is> true. It's <laughs> true. We don't get as many complaints, but we need we need listeners for complaints. So, uh, that's yeah. it. <laughs> one feeds the other. Um, how many do you reckon we have the same? Uh, none. I'm going one. Ooh, I'm going okay. one because I believe my number one should be your number one.
1: Interesting. Okay. Because I
0: think there is legitimately the greatest comedy film. I, there was the one that I said I wasn't sure what I was going to put up, but it, within 30 seconds of thinking that, it was like, well, that one goes right at the top. So yeah. I think I'd be surprised if me and you don't have, I think it might both of our lists, whether it's number one, but I think it's there is a definitive, legitimate, this
1: is the greatest film comedy.
0: Okay. So,
1: that's, I'll be interested because I had the same thought with number one, but I also immediately thought, there's no way Ben's going to have that on his list. See,
0: this is where he's his Because
1: There are <laughs> films that I know are brilliant and
0: hilarious that you don't like. Not even that you don't get. You just go, "That's that film's crap. And that's it's fair, like, yeah. you, can't, you can't not like this movie. So I'm a bit, that's why this one's going to be, this one's going to be interesting.
1: It better not um, be your obsession with Porkies again.
0: No, it's not. It's not. I wasn't obsessed <laughs> with Porkies. That was the bathroom scene. <laughs> you're As obsessed with you the bathroom that, scene. No Sorry, things, I was obsessed with the bathroom. Let's not go back to this. We're not going back to this. If you want to hear about Porkies, go listen to Top Five Bathroom Scenes, where I pick a rude, crude, obnoxious, disgusting movie, and then Dave's second, Dave's next choice is Paddington. Um, <laughs> right then, I went first last time. I remembered, so you're going first this time. You're number five. David.
1: Okay, now my number five is something that, it's a film that you and I, I know, have watched. Uh, but it's a film that together. I... Together. But I think it's a film that most other people listening probably haven't watched.
0: No. No. See, this is, this is a problem. Now, this is a problem, because this is the kind of thing that shouldn't be in your top five. It's so all the pantheons of movies of all time. This should be nowhere near it. My number
1: five is Kung Pao, Enter the Fist,
0: which it's now, not even that most people haven't even seen it. Most people haven't even heard of it. Go on, exactly. And,
1: that's that's another reason why I put it in the list because I want to spread I want to spread the word about this film because it's it's very random. So it's basically a redubbed version of an old um, kung fu film. So the the movie was originally in um, Chinese and it has been redubbed uh with a American ensemble um and it's Steve Oudekirk, is it Oudekirk? he's he does the Simpsons writing as well Oh nice I didn't know I didn't realize that yeah cool mm. So um yeah and it's basically this he's sort of uh, CGI'd his head onto uh, a lead character in the movie and uh, it just rips it apart really dubs it over with hilarious consequences and it's one of those films where it's it's not there's not jokes necessarily it's just silly and odd and random and there's bits where you will laugh and and we all laughed we all laughed we all had fun we all enjoyed it the first time round and then occasion it it got a bit of rewatchability as well but first time round, it's just you need to be in the right frame of mind for it, and I'd recommend everyone goes and sees it before whatever Ben's going to say.
0: Uh, thing is, I did like it because it's very clever because it's exactly what you described it. It's an old kung fu movie played serious, and they have just overdubbed what the people. It's it's stupidly brilliant how good it is, yeah. and it it is funny. It is funny, and I think it's one of those films that's way funnier and this might be the case for a couple of these, but it's one of these films that's way funnier when you're in a room full of people. And yep. knowing when we watched it, which was university, drunk. we were probably fairly drunk as well. <laughs> yeah. Or get there. <laughs> but at the same point, like aside from that point, it's, it's a film that's funnier with people in the room because of how ridiculous it is. And yep. it is very, very clever. I remember we, we thought it was the, one of the greatest comedies we'd ever seen when we first watched it. We thought it was brilliant. And I do know that we went back since. And <laughs> have gone this was I remember at one point going this was this was better, right this was better It' so much the same version. this was better, right? So whether it holds up still, but it is it it's fair it's fair yeah
1: I think that says more about us than the the movie. I think the movie stands has stood the test of time. I think we just got old i think if if you show that to a twenty year old now they would find it hilarious sixteen year old any anyone in the sort of fifteen to twenty three range, you'll love it anywhere above that. You'll enjoy it, but you'll think it's a bit odd.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair. There's a, there's a, there's a factor of you go, and this is cl- I I think it's the idea you go, this is clever. And there are some great moments and some great lines. And the way they yeah. dubbed the bad guy with the squeakiest yeah. voice possible. It's things like that where you just go, this is clever. like it, It's good. It works. But yeah, that's solid choice. There you go. Solid so, choice.
1: Kung Pao, Enter the Fist, my number five. What's your number five, Ben? My number five is Wayne's
0: World now this might not make a lot of people's top five lists this is this is example of why these lists are subjective but i watched wayne's world within the last six months and it's a proper classic comedy it's a comedy that does that that great thing where it's a gag every single minute Hmm. every minute and it doesn't matter that you know if a quarter of them don't land it doesn't matter because the next gag is coming and They're not all amazing. They're not all incredible gags. You're not going to be rolling about in the aisles laughing, but you're always going to be entertained with it. And occasionally it's something that you'll go, that was great. Like that was that, that nailed it right on the head there. And I just, it was little things. I think it's with experience and watching a fair few films now is little things like there was a moment of just exposition of just one character telling story to another character. While at the same time, uh, Mike Myers Wayne was in the background doing something stupid just doing just one person was on the phone to another person and he was in the background doing something stupid and and you go there's no need for the the scenes necessary. there's no need for him to be dicking about in the background but it's funny because he is it it understood that every scene just has to have an element of comedy to it yeah like things like the um where they're talking about how it's terrible that the program that someone wants to buy the wayne's world program and they don't want to sell out while at the same time drinking pepsi cola and eating pizza Hut pizza it's clever yeah. little gags like that it's just that's just incredible it's just really clever little moments and then of course you've got the bohemian rhapsody uh uh pickup at the beginning of the cats. that starts the whole film off that's just oh, wow. just amazing it's if you go back to it it doesn't disappoint it's one of those films you're like i remember this being brilliant and you go back to it and it's still brilliant it's still just as funny because it just throws as many jokes at the screen as it possibly can so and that's one where it benefits from you knowing a little bit about the gag beforehand you know what's coming so you're just waiting for the killer line so
1: yeah there you go
0: Wayne's World was my number five
1: very good I I don't think I've I think I've probably only seen it once or twice I haven't seen that film an awful lot of times and yeah I I think I think I probably saw it too young a lot of it I probably went over my head that's fair but yeah so yeah I, I don't really have a lot of input on that one and it's probably one I should probably go rewatch I think
0: I remember I know that there's a lot of references to rock music and things like that that I definitely didn't get when I first watched it yeah because I probably watched it when I was a teenager and didn't have a clue who people like white snake were or stairway to heaven is 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 a is a key gag in there and things like that and I had no clue about any of that stuff where now with just a bit of bit of age and experience and pop culture exposure you're kinda like okay these are gags I get now. These are these you know mean a bit more now. So I think it would definitely
1: benefit from that. Nice. What's what's your number four, Dave? So my number four is now I had a bit of a, a tricky job picking this one and the same for the same for my number three as well because they're from a series of films and I think all of the films are so similar that you could pick any of them no it's not police (laughs) academy don't worry
0: all right fair enough because i (laughs) I knew
1: where you were going
0: (laughs) i thought come on mate come on my number
1: four is austin powers and i've gone for gold member nice okay which i think is probably probably not the one that most people would go for but i love it i think that's a great film and it's, there's so many funny moments throughout the Austin Powers series. There's, there's a lot of funny moments and it's difficult to remember which ones come from which, which film. Um, but yeah, I think Member was just, it hit a really good balance of new gags, recycled gags and in gags. Uh, and because it had the other two to build on, I think it's uh, yeah, it, it struck a really good balance. And for a third film, that troublesome second and third outing. I think it did a really good job. And the song's awesome as well. I really like the song.
0: I don't remember the song.
1: It's Beyonce. Beyonce. The song. Yeah.
0: Because the, the third one's random because it's when it was popular. Because I remember yeah. Austin Powers probably got to the cinema in this country, but I don't think it made a splash at all. But yeah. it was one of those where you heard, there's this film called Austin Powers you should see. It's brilliant. And loads of people got it out on, on video. It would have been VHS back then. I definitely got it on VHS anyway. So mm. got it on those kind of things. And then you kind of went, it got a little bit of a cult following. And then Spy You Shagged Me came out, which was better, and yep. built on that cult following. And by that point, enough people had seen it, that the third one had like, that. it's that whole opening sequence where they've made a film of Austin Powers' life. Do you remember this? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's got a ridiculous amount of... Hollywood, and I don't want to ruin it, to be fair. I'm not going to spoil who's in it, because the Hollywood actors who make cameos in that first opening bit are yeah. incredible. And you realise how big the films become. Yeah. And it is it's, it's oh, it is it is very, very clever. Yeah. Um, and you're right, it's the fact they use the gags. It builds and builds. Because we watched Austin Powers 1 not that long ago, probably about mm-hmm. a month, two months ago. It's one of those things you go, oh, I've not seen this in ages. And it's still good, but you're waiting for specific gags. For example christian slater and the orange lemon sherbet or orange sherbet yeah i thought that was the first one so i'm waiting for that moment and you're like oh okay that's not oh that's not there either and it's these little yeah. gags you're waiting for that you think that's this movie oh no it's not this movie and it just you realize that the, the second and third one have got some amazing stuff in it. i mean mini me is not even in the first movie nice. so there's a whole host of gags with mini me and how incredible that they use that
1: whole dynamic and stuff that's brilliant so yeah. Uh, it, it's yeah. There's so much, there's so much to those films, and as I say, that's why I struggled to pick one of the three really, because all of them have little laugh out loud moments and classic scenes. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that that was my number four. I, I thought at some point it needed a mention.
0: The the thing that infuriates me too is I remember watching it, and like loads of loads of my mates watched it, and I must have been about thirteen, fourteen, I think, when that probably first came out, something like mm. that. And I was – it was one of those stupid arguments you had before the internet, before Google, schoolyard argument, where my mate wouldn't believe that Dr. Evil and Austin Powers were the same actor. <laughs> and you know when you know you're right, and there's nothing more you can do but go, but but they are. No, yep. they're not. But they are. Well, they're not. stupid. And you're going, I've got no – there's no – I can't do anything else right now to prove it, but I know I'm right. And you're just going, no. And it's not – You know, now we just go IMDb, boom. Oh, yeah, you're right, mate. And there's a certain thing left. There's a certain bit of something gone there. But it's one of those things that haunts me that, even though I was watching it and and it still gets to me a little bit, that I kind of want to find him and go, I know he is. I'm not going to name him, but I know he is. I was going to say, name
1: him or shame him. No,
0: I want to go up to him and go, told you. And he'll go, all right, yeah, you're right. Yeah, they were. Or he'll say, I always knew that. You go, no, you didn't. Yes, I did. No, you didn't. And then we'd start again. And, you know, I, I wouldn't win. <laughs> right. That's riled up me. You've, you've, you've yeah. wound me up on the podcast. Yep.
1: Hey, guys, this is WWE NXT superstar Dominic Dijakovic. And I want to give a shout out to the Wrestling Predict Cast. And this amazing podcast picks the winners of pay per view matches and sees how the, uh, the outcomes turn out. I think it's an awesome podcast and you should definitely tune in. Be sure to feast your ears on the Wrestling Predict Cast my number
0: four i reckon you might have okay go on then go for it south park bigger longer and uncut
1: no that's in my honorable mentions
0: this i this was one i remember this made the list quick Mm -hmm. because i do remember losing it i remember watch i i wasn't old enough to watch this at the cinema unfortunately Mm -hmm. but i got this on when it was first released DVD or something, mate got it. We all watched it together. And just like the, <laughs> the bit where he has a megaphone, he tells Mr. Garrison, why don't you, why don't you something, my something. And Mr. Garrison says, what did you say? And he puts the megaphone up and repeats it, but louder. And I just remember dying, like di- just, just <laughs> hitting the floor, dying because what you don't realize I've gone back since and watched like the first season of South park, and as much as it's crude, it's actually fairly tame. Yeah, oh, it's beep, got far worse. Oh, yeah, of course it has. But they beep all the swearing. There's very little they say and there's very little they do where you can look at it and go, oh, it's still clever, but it's not because we watched it when we were teenagers and we weren't supposed to watch it. Yeah. I, I, was, I was banned from watching it. I was specifically told <laughs> you are not allowed to watch South Park. So I went to nice. my mate's house he recorded it on a Sunday night and watched it on the Monday. <laughs> so after school on Monday, I went straight to his watched South park and then went back home. And apparently my parents were none the wiser. Yeah, of course they weren't, <laughs> but you watch it back going. Yeah, this, this, I can see why it appealed to me at like 14, but or younger than that, I think probably, but the film is crude and nasty, but at the same time, brilliantly clever. Yeah. Like blame Canada is an amazing oh, yeah. song and it's so funny. Yeah. You know, and and the the opening song Stan sings about how South Park's just a sleepy little town and he just goes through ragging on his own town and just, just in in a classic musical way is again yeah. brilliant. And just it got nominated, said, didn't it, for a
1: song, blame, an Oscar song nomination? Yeah, blame,
0: blame Canada. Absolutely. Yeah. Didn't win it though. No. And I like the story of Trey Parker and Matt Stone decided what they were going to do was go dressed in as like Jennifer Lopez from last year's Oscars. And I can't remember who the other one dressed as, but like in proper gowns, taking the mick of last time. And it's one of those things that's really clever. And they said until they pulled up outside at the red carpet and then looked at each other and went, what are we doing? Like, this, is something, this is something you do. back Like, this is the Oscars. People actually watch this, man. Like, what are we doing? You've got to commit by that point. So it's <laughs>
1: Oh, uh, yeah, that, uh, yeah, that, that uh, film that need, that's another one that needs a rewatch. I think we're going to come out of this this list and we're going to have a series of films that we're going to want to go and rewatch. Yeah,
0: absolutely, that's, absolutely. Yeah, but that one, without doubt, I think would still just make you. I think there's so many gags you miss that you've forgotten as well mm-hmm. that sneak in there that are just absolutely incredible. So yeah, Yep, yeah, South Park bigger, longer, and uncut.
1: Brilliant, good choice. Your number th-
2: three.
1: My number three is again. It's a series, and you could have picked any of the series because they're all exactly the same. It's the Naked Gun series.
0: See, I see. I just keep waiting for you to go Police Academy. <laughs> just like, I know we're so not high enough, one, yeah. I'll be gutted. <laughs> um, yeah Naked Gun series I'll go with that
1: Naked Gun brilliant uh, again it's just si- similar to um, Wayne's World it's just gag after gag after gag after gag of. it's constant and the percent you we saw we saw a bit of um, Spy Hard so not even in the Naked Gun series but the same film and it, it was on randomly the other night you watch it for five minutes and the, it's just relentless and there's still a good proportion of them that hit. They land pretty well. And yeah, again, I couldn't tell you which film I'm picking because they're all the same. But yeah, I think les Nielsen, the the whole concept of it is just funny.
0: It's it's the fact that there is a plot, but you don't know what it is. Oh yeah. It's yeah. completely gag driven. So it's how are we going to get him to a press conference where he's wearing a mic and decides he's going to go to the toilet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's all it is. And it's just why a guy's while a guy's trying to give a really important speech, he's peeing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's 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 simple as that. Easy. And it's like right, we've got to get him that's the gag. We've got to get him to that point. That's all that's all it is. Yeah. And there's yeah, I mean there's a couple of gags but I, I, I it's going to come into play later on in the podcast. So I'm not going to say anything more, but okay. there are a couple of gags that I could mention that are just, just brilliant from it. Just absolutely yeah. incredible. And some visual gags. And it's one of those things where, for example, one of them was something about, do you practice safe sex? And he says always, and they both come out wearing full size condoms. Yeah. I watched that as a kid, having no clue why that was funny.
1: Yeah. But, yeah, but it I'm, was, <laughs> <pardon>? <laughs> but it
0: still was, yeah. but it didn't matter because the next joke came 30 seconds later. Yeah, and then the next, and it's just it, it it hits on every single level. And you're right. Yeah. You watch ten minutes of it, and and it's maybe never laugh out loud, but you'll always be like, ha, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's that sound just all the way through. You're not. That's, that's it.
1: It's, it's very well written, and I think there's there's another one in my list where it, it's it seems to be the foundational comedy for a load of other stuff and not just in film, but in TV as well, there's that era and that sort of genre of just relentless one-liners and and silly setups has become its own thing. And there's so many other TV shows and films that have have taken from from those sort of films. Absolutely. I think the
0: other film you're talking about, we've both got the number one position.
1: Oh, interesting. Okay. My number three? your number 3
0: my number 3 is a bit of a weird one because I've have I've sort of picked it for the actor rather than the movie itself but I think it's this actor's incredible and it's the best example of what he does and it's a film that is still funny and brilliant every time you watch it and it's Mrs Doubtfire nice so Robin Williams is incredible he's he's mm. for comedy actors he's up there at the very top but if you look at it and go what is the definitive Robin Williams comedy role, I think it's this. I because think Because he right. gets to be full Williams. He gets to be full Robin Williams. Stupid voices from the very, very beginning. He's clearly just having an absolute ball. It's ridiculous. It's stupid. But it also hits you. Absolutely hits you when it needs to. And it still does. Just a moment, like, in the courtroom, where they just essentially go, nah, your kids are going, mate. And he's just, like, just devastated. But yeah. then he pretends to be a woman with a face full of pie um, and tricks that and the bits where it just drops off her face and <laughs> goes, yep. And he's just doing that Scottish accent. <laughs> and it's just, even now thinking about it, there are so many amazing moments where he sets his, he sets his fake boobs on fire cooking, cooking tea. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just where he watches his face get run over by the truck and shouts out the window really loudly, a swear word gets me every time, the way he says it. <laughs> there are so many things in that film. The whole montage where he's trying to find what the face is going to be, just trying mm-hmm. on different things. He's just full Robin Williams. Yeah. You know, it's it's so brilliant. And I could rewatch it over and over and over. And it's just – there's scenes where they clearly just said to him, go for it. Where, yeah. you know, the woman asks him, what's your job? And he says, I do voices. She goes, what do you mean? So he just does – it's only a minute, two minutes of him doing impressions, but they mm. get you. It's just great. Or they go make these dinosaur toys funny, play with these dinosaur toys for for 30 seconds. And he does that. And it's just Robin Williams could just make anything funny. Yeah. You know, I'm, yeah. it's, it's bittersweet. Cause it's kind of like there was going to be a Mrs. Doubtfire too. And I think it was a terrible idea. Mm.
1: Yes. So oh yeah.
0: That film is perfect. And obviously the reason we didn't get Mrs. Doubtfire 2 is shocking and, and awful. And, and obviously you'd much prefer to have Mrs. Doubtfire 2 than have that other reason. But there's also that point where you think, quite glad we, we didn't get that because Mrs. Doubtfire is so perfect on its own. It's just yeah. this great movie. So, yeah, Mrs. Doubtfire for uh, number three.
1: That's fair. I, it's, it's a weird one, that one, because it's one that isn't, it doesn't get shown very often anymore. I don't really know why. Like that feels like it should be part of a Christmas staple TV
0: schedule. And I don't know why it isn't. You don't yeah, you don't associate with Christmas in the same way as some of the movies. Because no. there are movies that are Christmas films. Like Sound of Music is technically a Christmas movie, but without being a mm. Christmas film. Casablanca is one that people watch at Christmas and you know, it's it's not necessarily Christmas all over it, but like yeah. Mrs. Doubtfire feels like it is that kind of everyone sat down watching it all at once. Yeah, so that's fair. yeah. But because I, oh. it's that it's, that's one of those movies where it's like, what age can I show this to my kids and they'll get it? Yeah. So because I think that I mean, it's a classic. So
1: yeah, I think you have got a little while yet, though. Oh yeah, so do I.
0: Yeah, because there's also some really, I mean, there's just bits where it's just freaky. Yeah. And and it's wrong. That's the thing about Mrs. Doubtfire. It's very wrong. Oh yeah. It's very wrong. I mean, bits where he's telling his wife that she should not be dating Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> and and uh, fair play to her. Yeah, go from Robin Williams to Pierce Brosnan. I mean, just well, that's reminding me of the bit where he nails him with an orange. <laughs> <was the> orange, <laughs> <the> orange his head. <laughs> Sorry, there's so much of that film. I really like. I love Mrs. Doubtfire. It's great. Your number two, uh,
1: Dave. My number two. Now my number two surprised even me. <laughs> and it's <laughs> how does that work? Well, it, it surprised me. As, as I was putting them in, I wrote down a sort of long list and then narrowed it down like I usually do. And this one, I kept on thinking, well, I, I think that's better, better than that, that one. And the reason it surprised me is that I didn't like it at all the first time I watched it. I thought it was rubbish. And my number two is Anchorman. Nice. It's a proper grower, I think. You watch it the first time and you don't know what's going on. And you just think, who are these idiots? And But then the more you watch it, the more you see the little, the little looks, the little way that lines are delivered, the, the intricacies of how the characters are set up. And it, it's different in that it's not gag after gag after gag. It's, uh, it's just, again, I, I don't know how to describe that sort of comedy. It,
0: it's just one gag. Yeah, it's just yeah. one gag. It's one gag. This guy does not realize how much of a prat he is. And Got it's just there, one yeah. gag. And you're just watching this guy go, how does he not realize? That's it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But and the the whole cast around him is perfect. And yeah, again, there's the same same as the other ones in, in my list. There's just endless scenes that have become classics in there. That are parried in other other films or have become have been parried in themselves since. So yeah, let's say I, I didn't I didn't like it the first time around. I don't think I've got it. And then the more I've watched it, the more I've enjoyed it. And it's it's rare that it gets better on every watch. Because
0: that film doesn't have enough laugh out loud gags. That film doesn't have enough obvious gags. So yeah. I suffered from the fact that I got told how brilliant it was. Mm. which is probably what happened with you as well, I should imagine, but you get told yeah, Anchorman's amazing. Watch Anchorman, it's great. And you watch it and go, eh, <laughs> it ain't as yeah. funny as people think it is. It's mm. not as clever. There's the odd gag. I love the bit where he's reading the altar cue and someone puts a question mark at the end <laughs> and he goes, I'm Ron Burgundy? It's, it's so simple. Like The gags like that are great. But then there's yeah. the other, there's the, the, the bigger gags, him playing jazz flute and stuff like that, where you go, it's just weird. But then... Yeah. Right, the more you watch it, you realise. No, actually, it's it's great. It's brilliantly weird. It's it it works. It's great, and just yeah, there's it's very clever. The bit where they're insulting each other while the credits are rolling. You know how Mm -hmm. newscasters talk to each other, and they're they're just ripping into each other with smiles on their faces. (laughs) Clever little gags like that land, and they work really, really well. So I get it, but I was the same as you. I, I I remember watching it the first time being disappointed. But it's yeah. a film you go back to and you go, actually, this scene's great. And I really like this scene. I really like this scene. So I completely get what
1: you mean. Absolutely, yeah. And, and I was I was predispos... Disposo- disposo- you had a predisposition. Because I don't like Will Ferrell, generally. I don't like the things he does generally. But again, this was similar to Elf, really. I didn't really like Elf the first time I watched it. And that's grown on me over the years. Um... So, yeah, maybe maybe, maybe Will, Will Ferrell's a grower. Maybe I need to maybe. go back and see what his other things are.
0: It depends. For me, Will Ferrell depends on who you're pairing with. Mm. So I quite liked um, the one he did with Kevin Hart where is it? what's the one where he's going to go to prison? So Kevin Hart's got to prepare him for prison for 30 days, but Kevin Hart's never been to prison himself. So it's completely wrong advice. What the hell is that called? We're doing I this. I can't believe we're doing this. We haven't done this for a long time. No. Your little face up because you thought I'm gonna name movies that are not it while Ben tries to think of the films it is. What is it called? It's like get tough or something like that. Get hard. Get shorty. It's called get hard. It's ah. not get shorty. Don't start it's called get hard. Okay. Because obviously it is. Um, but that like that works because Kevin Hart's very good with Will Ferrell. Like, mm. Step Brothers is great because Kevin Hart's very... Uh, not Kevin Hart, because Will Ferrell's very good with John C. Riley, But yeah. there is other ones where... Because Will Ferrell does make the same movie over and over again. He plays a guy yeah. doesn't who, who thinks he's better than he is and doesn't realise that he's a prat. He could have been on a typecast actors list, couldn't he? Absolutely he could have been typecast. Yeah, yeah. he could have. He's actually done better to get out of that because he's done some films that haven't been that. Mm. But that's what he's best known for. But then there's also an element where you go, well... I know what I'm getting from a Will Ferrell movie. So you kind of sit down knowing, I know what I'm going to get. I'm There'll be a couple of decent gags. I know the story. It'll be what it is. So yeah. Yeah. But Anchorman, I think, that, I think Anchorman's one of those that will be on a lot of people's lists. Quite say. So.
1: Right. You're number two.
0: Gone for this, I've gone for the same as I've kind of gone for number three. This is more for the actor than the film itself. But again, it's the okay. best example of what he does. Yeah. And I kind of, there was two options for this one, but this film picked the second option. The actor's Bill Murray and the film is Groundhog Day. Okay,
1: fine. So, fine choice.
0: Groundhog Day, again, just like Mrs. Doubtfire for Robin for Robin Williams, Groundhog Day is where you just turn on a Bill Murray and say, here's the premise, go be Bill Murray. Mm. And I love Bill Murray because he's angry. He's just fed up. He's just, bored with everything that life has thrown him in every movie i think he's bored with everything life has thrown him now and he's a millionaire i just i just think he's done yeah and he doesn't care who knows it and it's brilliant it's, it's like i look at bill murray and go that's what that's where i want to get in life where you just you can do all of that and still pull andy mcdowell at the end like that's that's where you want to get in life <laughs> Right? but you're that you're still there but you're likably charming you're there with a smile yeah. And Groundhog Day, I just love exasperated Bill Murray. He's amazing. And just the more exasperated and the more desperate he gets. And then you get the anger at the beginning. He's fed up with his lot in life. Then he has to relive the same day over and over again. He's getting really annoyed about that. And then the little where he goes, ooh, I can make this work to my advantage. And you get that little bit of about 15, 20 minutes of him using it to his advantage where he's manipulating people and all the rest of it and realizes that all bets are off. Yeah, and then you always get you get with Bill Murray, which is a bit of charm at the end, you know, a bit of he's pulled it round and he's all right. But That's I mean, fair. Bill Murray's one of my f- I could watch anything with Bill Murray in, and Groundhog Day I think is my, I think it might be my favorite Bill Murray movie, and it just about overtakes Ghostbusters. Nice, okay. just about because Ghostbusters doesn't quite feel like a Bill proper Bill Murray movie, even though he
1: is full Bill Murray in it. Mm. Yeah, well, this, this this podcast seems to have. Turned into a, a bit of a Bill Murray fan club, doesn't it? We, I think this is the fourth episode in a row we've spoken. Well no, third out of four we've spoken about Groundhog Day. And That's last true. episode we spoke about Ghostbusters. <laughs> That's true. That's true.
0: We didn't really mention Bill Murray last time though.
1: No, we didn't, no, no. But Groundhog Day is getting a few mentions, ironically. It's again, really and ironic, again, isn't it? <laughs> Maybe that should be the in-gag we do. Maybe we'll just carry on mentioning Groundhog Day in every uh, Every podcast.
0: I mean you kill the gag already by identifying it.
1: You let it out.
0: Will I will I <laughs> when have you when has that ever been said and that's happened? One of two things uh... happened, right? Either I forget or the words oh, I can't be asked for that pop across. I should write down now the timestamp to to go back and edit that little bit out. And I never remember to do it. And I think I can't that. No. It annoys me that I've got a clip in the friggin' sound clips of the of the the sting for the quiz and the um what's my name again? But I I, it annoys everyone listen. else as well, in fairness. for you. Ah, oh, they love it. They love it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right. I think oh, you we reckon got we've got the number same number one?
0: one. I think we've got the same number one. Okay. Because this is the greatest film comedy of all time. Mine is.
1: I think so, yeah. What's the so... number one,
0: Dave? Boxing fans. You don't want dull stats. You don't want so-called experts. You want a boxing podcast by fans for the fans. You want From the Canvas, a boxing podcast you'd make with your boxing mates but don't have to because we have. From the Canvas. Download or stream wherever you get your podcasts.
1: My number one's Airplane. So is mine. Oh, play. I didn't know you liked that so much.
0: Oh, it, you can't not. It's no. the greatest film comedy of all time. Yeah. Because it we we did it we did an episode about like two two episodes ago about pop culture references that have surpassed the movie they're in and we completely missed this one we did that's fair which is if you ever say the word surely (laughs) someone is going to respond with don't call me surely and don't call me surely and you just (laughs) and it's never not if you manage to do that in real life oh, makes your day. Like, anything can happen for the rest of the day, but you managed to get that gag over (laughs) properly. Amazing.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Again, it's just, it's gag after gag, and so many of them land, and so many of them have become things in their own rights now, as you say, they've become pop culture references. And, yeah, it's brilliant. There's no flaw. There's no fault to that for that movie. There's...
0: there's about, there's about five, there's about, <clears throat> there's about 10 or 15 gags between us. We could reel off straight away. Yeah. I know we could, you just know, you just know them. But if you go back and watch airplane, there's about a hundred more you've missed. Yeah. And that's in the first hour. Cause the, cause it's just, it is, it's relentless. It's that, cause this is what spun. I mean, this, I, I'm sure that naked gun came from airplane without a yes, shadow. Of uh, it, it, it must have. And, the bizarre thing is Leslie Nielsen was a was a serious straight faced actor before this. Mm. He had a whole acting career where he was he played drama and didn't do comedy at all. But he's perfect in this movie.
1: Oh, he's amazing. Yeah. It's,
0: but but everyone is everyone's mm. You know the, the and simple gags like I've got a drinking problem and he just throws <laughs> drinks into his own face. It's so stupid and it's not... I,
1: I still use that gag. <laughs> Whenever someone spills a drink, it, it's. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Oh, that's another one. Uh, I'm completely with you. I've used that gag before. Whenever I spill a drink down myself, I always go a bit of a drinking problem. It's yeah. not, it's a, it's a, it's fairly offensive, but it's, it's actually very good. Yeah. And you said before about the thing of, of, of this is the beginning of, of spawning loads and loads of movies, but they just, and it's cliche as hell. I know they don't make films like this anymore. No. They don't make films that are just absolutely broad comedy where yep. it's just every scene and it's everything It's sight gags. There's little throwaway line gags. There's everything in it is, is just, is just ridiculous. And yep. it's farcical and it's stupid. And there is a plot a uh, 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 <laughs> Food poisoning has taken out a whole plane full of people, including the two pilots <laughs> and a guy who had a plane accident has got to land the plane. Yep. As simple as that. Easy. Couldn't get simpler than that. And it's just little gags, but even that little gags like um, it, it's affected everyone that's had the, like Leslie Nielsen says something like, what's what's caused this? And he said, well, it affected people that had certain meals. So what meals were served? Well, there was only meat. There was only the um, steak of the fish. And he went, oh, yeah, because I had lasagna. Stupid. Like, let's, what, let's, it's ridiculous. It's <laughs> a stupid gag. But that, it's little things like that. And then it just goes straight on to the next scene. But yeah. it's just it's pure brilliance. Absolutely yeah. brilliant.
1: Yeah, and it, it, it's one of those films where if, if people don't get the reference, most of the gags land really well. But I I always remember I had a, uh, I did something stupid at work once and it was in a, in a meeting, in a video call. And uh, I just sort of said at the end of it, oh, I picked the wrong day to give crystal meth. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and nobody laughed. Like Everyone just sort of stony faced me. It's like, all right no no fan of airplane then okay (laughs) but that but i was gonna say opposite that
0: that's a good gag on its own yeah that's just a good gag anyway that gag in itself because clearly you're not a crystal meth user but the fact that you you would say that at the end is that i've given a bad day to go at crystal meth would get for me that would get a laugh because without the reference it's a good gag (laughs) i mean it's another i don't because my quiz is very airplane related we're going to get to it in a second but there's another gag as well that that i've you i find opportunities to use there's the shirley gag there's the drinking gag there's the i've I've picked a bad week gag and there's another one as well which i'm going to use in a second in the quiz which it's just a perfect little gag it's a perfect little line and it is just these little one-liners if you just type into google because i've done this recently um, you type into Google "airplane one-liners." There's hosts of YouTube videos where you just stand, sit, and watch the best of airplane. But I would, I'd say, go watch airplane if you haven't seen airplane. It's incredible. It's just an amazing. It's the by far the funniest film.
1: Yeah, I mean it's 40 years old now. It came out in 1980, so don't let that put you off though. It's it, it's still funny.
0: There's not so much. There's there's barely any pop culture references in it. Definitely doesn't mm. rely on that. It's completely, pr- pretty much, family friendly.
1: Ish. Yeah. There's a
0: couple of dodgy gags. Couple of dodgy gags, but nothing that you couldn't explain away. Yeah. You know, you could show airplane at tea time on a on a. I'm pretty certain they do show airplane at tea time. I think. There, Don't they? There's, a new, there.
1: there's a bit of nudity in there, Is there?
0: Yeah. Oh, I just remember. I just remember the uh, the 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 auto. Autopilot gag, where well, they've yep. got to they've got to inflate they've got to reinflate the autopilot. That's always the gag. I remember thinking that's, lack <laughs> for like, of for a better choice of words, closer the bone. Like that's you can't. I <laughs> use that gag, but yeah, so that's uh, fair. No, I there was some nudity in it. That oh, fair enough.
1: Like, so oh, yeah. well, that's that's rare for us both to have the same number one. I'm not. I, I don't remember that happening.
0: I, I don't think that's happened before. But but long term, uh, that movie list podcast fans, let us know.
1: Yeah, prestigious, if not, then.
0: Yeah, Airplane. Wow. That's a film we never mention either. Like it is, if it yeah. in Jurassic Park or Groundhog <laughs> Day or, you know, so anything by Marvel or Groundhog Day, then Rock. that would be – or The Rock, yeah, anything starring The Rock, then that would or be – Or Groundhog Day. Or Groundhog Day, exactly. So, yeah, right then. Moving on.
1: It's It's time for this quiz. I'm excited.
0: So – I mean, you've, 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 I, I want to put the sting. I could do that after the moving I, on. But I did that. Okay, we'll I did that. Figuring no, out. I could do it now. It's, t- it's time for the, for the four. Maybe Quiz. I you a... There you go. Yeah. What that I love work. is Dave doesn't know what the, the, the musical stings are until he goes back and listens to it. And that one's, that that personal, that one's a personal favorite of mine. Okay. Um, My quiz is called Taking Flight or Talking Rubbish. Um, (laughs) I'm going to give you one-liners that are either from the film Airplane, one-line gags that are either from the film Airplane or from another film. And you've just got to tell me, are they from Airplane or something Oh, brilliant. And if you can name what the other film they're from, even better.
1: Brilliant. So I started
0: off, to give you an example of this, I started off with the... um, Surely you can't be serious. Airplane. Yeah, but you I was I was I left that open for you there mate. Surely you can't be serious.
1: I can. And it's airplane. <laughs> I
0: don't know if you're doing it on purpose, and if you are it's brilliant, but it's infuriating. There's people around this people around the country getting really angry. And obviously the other line is I am serious and don't call me Shirley. Right then. Okay, it was uh... airplane. Yeah. yeah okay can i interest you in a nightcap no thanks i don't wear them uh
1: i'm gonna say something else do you know what it was because you're right um that sounds like a naked gun reference
0: and it was a naked gun line nice (laughs) knowledge i also had Um, i'm gonna say this one anyway because i just like like it Looks like I picked a wrong week to quit amphetamines. <laughs> we know what that is, but I just, I like that line. That's good. That's good.
1: The, the other thing good voice was, acting there as well. well
0: thanks. The other, the other good thing about a gag is how it builds and mm, builds yeah. and builds. Starts with <laughs> drinking, then goes smoking. I can't remember the third one. Glue. The last one. Is it glue? That is glue. Yeah. That's exactly right. <laughs> um, this woman needs to go to a hospital. What is it? A big building with patience, but that's not important right now. Airplane. <laughs> that's the other line. And the other yeah. one is someone can say something where right? where what is it? I can I can repeat that never happens to me, but that's another <laughs> one where if I can manage it.
1: What a line that is! It's not the time, never the time, never the time. <laughs> it's never the time, is it? <laughs>
0: when my wife was in labor, we need to go to the hospital. <laughs> but even that wouldn't work because she'd have to deliver the gag. So even that wasn't. <laughs>
1: That takes a level of understanding in a relationship, that does. If, if she can get that line that set of line back for you. If, yeah, if she, <laughs> that would have been incredible, wouldn't it?
0: And then we'd have to call the baby Leslie. <laughs> nice beaver. Thanks. I've just had it stuffed.
1: That's naked gun as well, isn't it? It is naked gun. <laughs>
0: When she's handing him all the uh, things outside, uh, out of the attic, and she hands him her stuffed uh-huh. I don't know what else they could have been referring to. <laughs> this is one of my favorite lines. And I've cheated a little bit with this one. Who are you, and how did you get here? I'm a locksmith. And and I'm a, I'm a locksmith. <laughs> <laughs> wow.
1: That's, that sounds like something else as well. I don't recognise that one, though.
0: It's from Police Squad. It's not technically from Navy. Ah, uh, OK. It's from Police Squad, but I just really like that line. I wanted to include it. <laughs> you might be a, a cunning linguist, but I'm a master debater.
1: That's something else.
0: Do you know what it's from?
2: It's not Austin Powers. Clue? It is Austin Powers. Yeah. Nice.
0: Good knowledge. <laughs> Nervous? Yes. First time? No, I've been nervous lots of times.
1: (laughs) Airplane. I did not
0: even get the gag. See, that's a gag I've forgotten about. That's a great gag. Brilliant. (laughs) Sorry, I shouldn't be laughing at my own. It's not even my own gags. I shouldn't be laughing at my own quiz. He was a white guy, a moustache, about six foot three. That's an awfully big moustache. Naked gun.
1: He's naked gun.
0: <laughs> finally, in just this one, because it made me chuckle when I said it, when when I saw it. I'm not saying it's hot, but I'm pretty sure the thermometer reads Satan's balls.
1: <laughs> that's something else. It is. And I, I think that's Scythe Park, isn't it?
0: It's not. That's Austin Powers. Was oh, is it e- really? I was or one of the Austin Powers movies, anyway. Uh, I wasn't keeping score. That was just a good excuse to get the best
1: gags out of out of those films in there. Brilliant, brilliant. And but if not was... an advert go and see go and watch those films if you've not seen them. Any in our list, man, it's a solid list, for both of us there.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. There's no there's no there's no kind of outside bets in any of those lists, I'd say. Even Kung Pao, I would definitely um recommend. That's that's yeah. worth a watch just for how clever it is. So and even Kung Pao. Yeah. <laughs> the stupid thing is, is, when you. What I loved about that is when you said we've both seen it, but a lot of people won't have. It's like, like my <laughs> the Penny drugs just like, oh mate, like come on, these <laughs> films of all time. But yeah, but actually, when you've reminded me about it, it's like yeah, it's something in that. It's there you go. It. Okay, finally, it's. name? <laughs> so how does what's my name again work, Dave?
1: So What's My Name Again is our re- regular Welcome Back returning feature where we go through our number one film and we pick a cast member who didn't have a name um, in that movie. Uh, so we've both picked Airplane as our I did. number one movie. And I have opted for Mallory Sandler. Ooh, okay.
0: Now, no, um, for Airplane, there must have been a ridiculous amount of these. There's, there's a fair few of them, yeah. Because there's there are a fair the few. amount of sight gags and the amount of random moments in Airplane that you just, you just don't need a name.
1: It's quite a small cast, though. Like, a lot of the characters are in the airport and a few on the plane. But So, Mallory Sandler had quite an innocent role. She played LA ticket agent, which in <laughs> okay. itself doesn't sound particularly exciting. Yep, but so I've right, picked just her, her. her. But I've picked her because of what else she's done, and she was obviously friends with Leslie Nielsen because she was in Police Squad and the Naked Gun movies. Yeah, she and again, it. doesn't
0: get a name in any of these films.
1: No, no, she's consistently just a, an extra. <laughs> she was so- she was a dental assistant. She was a nurse. She was a grocery mother. She's been an operator, a hotel clerk. A guest services clerk, second woman, second girl. Second only, woman and
0: second girl, that's gutting, isn't it? That now, was only I wanna, a year I, apart. I like, to, I like to think they were the same woman. They were the same character, though, don't you?
1: <laughs> she grew up fast. I like to between think... 1978 just, and 1979.
0: She was 17 in 1978 and 18, in, 18 <laughs> in 1979. So she went from second girl to... I mean, second girl, she was in Little Women and second woman was in Chips Two yeah. very different things but very know. different so
1: yeah her first her first two. role yeah that was her first role was parenthesis 2 parenthesis 2
0: parentheses
1: are the are
0: brackets brackets yeah and she played the second one she didn't even play the first parenthesis there's a there's a pattern for poor mallory <laughs> isn't there you're always oh, the bridesmaid
1: she clo- well i'd say bridesmaid she played clo- <laughs> two oh, i can't beat that that's good so yeah <laughs> Mallory Sandler. Uh, it, it, I'm not sure whether she's still going strong. I would assume she is. Uh, so, 2001 yeah. was her last acting credit. So, yeah, could well be. So, yeah, Mallory Sandler, if you're listening, good work.
0: Yeah, a big fan. And if you, know, if you can find her on Twitter or Facebook or wherever, then go look for her. And obviously, as always with What's My Name Again, when you guys go back and watch Airplane, and you finally get the scene with the LA ticket handler. Just turn to the person next to you and go, that is the work of Mallory Sander there.
2: he's checking his
0: list again because <laughs> he forgot her name. Yeah, your phone <laughs> locked. <laughs> <laughs> also famous for playing grocery mother in Naked Gun 33 and a Third, The Final Insult. There you go. Which has also got one of my favourite taglines, mostly all new jokes. <laughs> What's a good tagline for the Naked Guns? Perfect right okay so now you know what time it is you know what time it is oh we do time
1: for the plugs
0: we do find us on social media just type that movie list podcast into twitter facebook and to a lesser extent instagram if you want adverts for podcasts about 10 episodes ago um we are on everything you can listen to podcasts so if you have found this through spotify but prefer to listen through apple then do so be sure to subscribe Give us a five-star rating if you think it's a five-star podcast. If you don't think it's a five-star podcast, you probably haven't made it this far. Or, you know, you're in the car and you can't find a way to turn it off. But don't rate or review anyway. And um, be sure to let us know what lists you want. Because this was fan-suggested, sort of. So um, we are well open to suggestions. Or we will do what we've been tempted and threatening to do, which is top five beards, Which I only want to do. Because I know Dave can't grow one. You're not going to say anything, are you? No, he's just shaking his head. Should we take that as just the end of the podcast, and we'll just leave it there? Now he's nodding his head. So goodbye, everybody.